Book two, chapter eight of Amelia, volume one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Amelia by Henry Fielding, chapter eight, in which our readers will probably be divided in the opinion of Mr. Booth's conduct. Booth proceeded as follows The first months of our marriage produced nothing remarkable enough to mention. I am sure I need not tell Miss Matthews that I found in my Amelia every perfection of human nature. Mrs. Harris at first gave us some little uneasiness. She had rather yielded to the doctor than give my willing consent to the match. However, by degrees, she became more and more satisfied, and at last seemed perfectly reconciled. These were ascribed a good deal to the kind offices of Miss Betty, who had always appeared to be my friend. She had been greatly assisting to Amelia in making her escape, which I had no opportunity of mentioning to you before and in all things behaved so well, outwardly at least, to myself as well as her sister, that I regarded her as our sincerest friend. About half a year after our marriage, two additional companies were added to our regiment, in one of which I was preferred to the command of lieutenant. Upon this occasion Miss Betty gave the first intimation of her disposition, which we have since too severely experienced. "'Your servant, sir,' says Miss Matthews. "'Then I find I was not mistaken in my opinion of the lady. "'No, no. Show me any goodness in a censorious brute, and—' as miss matthews hesitated for a smile or an execration booth proceeded you will please to remember madam there was formerly an agreement between myself and mrs harris that i should settle all my amelia's fortune on her except a certain sum which was to be laid out in my advancement in the army but as our marriage was carried on in the manner you have heard no such agreement was ever executed and since i was become amelia's husband not a word of this matter was ever mentioned by the old lady and as for myself I declare I had not yet awakened from the delicious stream of bliss in which the possession of Amelia had lulled me. Here Miss Matthews sighed, and cast the tenderest of looks on Booth, who thus continued his story. Soon after my promotion, Mrs. Harris one morning took an occasion to speak to me on this affair. She said that, as I had been promoted gratis to a lieutenancy, she would assist me with money to carry me yet a step higher, and, if more was required than was formerly mentioned, it should not be wanting, since she was so perfectly satisfied with my behaviour to her daughter adding that she hoped i had still the same inclination to settle on my wife the remainder of her fortune i answered with very warm acknowledgments of my mother's goodness and declared if i had the world i was ready to lay it at my amelia's feet and so heaven knows i would ten thousand worlds mrs harris seemed pleased with the warmth of my sentiments and said she would immediately send to her lawyer and give him the necessary orders and thus ended our conversation on the subject from this time there was a very visible alteration in miss betty's behaviour she grew reserved to her sister as well as to me she was fretful and captious on the slightest occasion nay she affected much to talk on the ill consequences of an imprudent marriage especially before her mother and if ever any little tenderness or endearments escaped me in public towards amelia she never failed to make some malicious remark on the short duration of violent passions and when i have expressed a fond sentiment for my wife her sister would kindly wish she might hear as much seven years hence all these matters have been since suggested to us by reflection, for, while they actually passed, both Amelia and myself had our thoughts too happily engaged to take notice of what discovered itself in the mind of any other person. Unfortunately for us, Mrs. Harris's lawyer happened at this time to be at London, where business detained him upwards of a month, and as Mrs. Harris would on no occasion employ any other, our affair was under an entire suspension till his return. Amelia, who was now big with child, had often expressed the deepest concern at her apprehensions of my being some time commanded abroad a circumstance which she declared if it should ever happen to her even though she should not then be in the same situation as at present 
would infallibly break her heart these remonstrances were made with such tenderness and so much affected me that to avoid any probability of such an event i endeavoured to get an exchange into the horse guards a body of troops which very rarely goes abroad unless where the king himself commands in person i soon found an officer for my purpose the terms were agreed on and mrs harris had ordered the money which i was to pay to be ready notwithstanding the opposition made by miss betty who openly dissuaded her mother from it alleging that the exchange was highly to my disadvantage that i could never hope to rise in the army after it not forgetting at the same time some insinuations very prejudicial to my reputation as a soldier when everything was agreed on and the two commissions were actually made out but not signed by the king one day at my return from hunting amelia flew to me and eagerly embraced me crying out oh billy i have news for you which delights my soul nothing sure was ever so fortunate as the exchange you have made the regiment you was formerly in is ordered for gibraltar i received this news with far less transport than it was delivered i answered coldly since the case was so i heartily hoped the commissions might be both signed what do you say replied amelia eagerly she had told me everything was entirely settled but the look of yours frightens me to death but i am running into too minute particulars in short i received a letter by that very post from the officer with whom i had exchanged insisting that though his majesty had not signed the commissions that still the bargain was valid partly urging it as a right and partly desiring it as a favour that he might go to gibraltar in my room this letter convinced me in every point i was now informed that the commissions were not signed and consequently that the exchange was not completed of consequence the other could have no right to insist on going and as for granting him such a favour i too clearly saw i must do it at the expense of my honour i was now reduced to a dilemma the most dreadful which i think any man can experience in which i am not ashamed to own i found love was not so overmatched by honour as he ought to have been the thoughts of leaving amelia in her present condition to misery perhaps to death or madness were insupportable nor could any other consideration but that which now tormented me on the other side have combated them a moment no woman upon earth cries miss matthews can despise want of spirit in a man more than myself and yet i cannot help thinking you was rather too nice on this occasion you will allow madam answered booth that whoever offends against the laws of honour in the least instance is treated as the highest delinquent here is no excuse no pardon and it doth nothing who leaves anything undone but if the conflict was so terrible with myself alone what was my situation in the presence of amelia how could i support her sighs her tears her agonies her despair could i bear to think myself the cruel cause of her sufferings for so i was could i endure the thought of having it in my power to give her instant relief for so it was and refuse it to her miss betty was now again become my friend she had scarce been civil to me for a fortnight last past yet now she commanded me to disguise and as severely blamed her sister whom she arraigned of the most contemptible weaknesses in preferring my safety to my honour she said many ill-natured things on the occasion which i shall not now repeat in the midst of this hurricane the good doctor came to dine with mrs harris and at my desire delivered his opinion on the matter here mr booth was interrupted in his narrative by the arrival of a person whom we shall introduce in the next chapter End of Book 2, Chapter 8 Recording by Julia Niedermeyer